Look alive. That is a tribute to the Millie Goats podcast and AK out there. I am here. This is the You Bet Smart podcast. This is not the, the Millie Goats podcast. Scott, I am here with you with the You Bet Smart podcast. I'm with Jake and Chris. How are you guys doing? Doing great, man. I'm doing good, too. All right. Well, I'm doing good, too. I just went on the Millie Goats podcast with AK and Javi, Butch P and Tex. Those guys are really cool. I went on there. And so I have this like theory about podcasts. I'm like a really big podcast listener. I, I, I'm a fan of podcasts. And I listen to a lot of comedian podcasts, comedy podcasts, where I noticed that my favorite ones are when they tell the jokes and nobody laughs for some reason, which now that I'm saying that out loud, that makes no sense. <laughs> but for some reason in my head, I thought like, yeah, you're supposed to tell a joke or someone tells a joke and you don't laugh or hold in your laughter. But that doesn't make any sense now that I'm saying this out loud. So I went on the Millie Goats podcast and I told my wife, Amanda, I go, hey, I'm just going to make sure like I don't laugh on it. And that was her biggest critique. She listened to the podcast. It came out last Thursday and she listened to it and she goes, you know, they're like, they're joking around. They're, they're, they're telling jokes and you didn't laugh. And I was sitting there holding in my laughter for some reason, which makes no sense. <laughs> I should just, it should just be naturally laughter that comes out. I thought it was because there was like a delay or something. So it was hard to like get the jokes. So I'm cracking up and I'm like, why isn't he laughing? <laughs> There's a little, there was a little bit of a delay, but that actually passed pretty. I, it was me holding in the laugh. Like I, I thought it was funny, but I thought it would be sound cooler if I didn't laugh. But that doesn't make any sense. I really enjoyed the podcast overall. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was good, but I want to try to not withhold my laughter anymore. I don't know why. I, yeah. I figure if you giggle, it's kind of weird, but you don't have to giggle. You can just laugh. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So I was on. I was on that. Everybody, check out that podcast. It was a. It was a lot of fun. Those guys are great. Um, it was. A, it was like a hang. It was kind of like this podcast where we come in every Saturday. We record it. We have a lot of fun. It's kind of like a hang. Our wives let us hang out. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was going on that podcast. Hopefully, in the future, we can get everybody on that podcast and it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, Let's I definitely want to go on. I have a little update about uh, your uh, erectile dysfunction question, though. That's in second right now. It's in second. And if we you got a lot, we got polls coming up later. Yeah, if you guys want to find out about Scott's erectile dysfunction, you got to listen to their episode. You said it's in second? <laughs> Yeah, it's in second I'm now. I'm curious what's in first. Well, it's not my poll. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got dysfunction. Is your mic working? I don't know. Is it not yeah, working? I think it's working, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to know what that is, too. Oh, it's the... Um, the Oh, shit. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. We can tease it. Yeah, we can we don't tease have to it. Say, yeah. We don't have to say what it's it is. Erectile dysfunction is in second, though. It is... You guys got to tune into the Millie Goats podcast to find out what's in first or what you think might be in first. We're also going to steal the segment from the Millie Goats podcast. We're going to do our own poll later on in the show. We have other stuff coming later on the show. We got all of our normal stuff, but we have AK from the Millie Goats talking NHL playoffs. He is really informative about NHL. Like I learned a shit ton. 
from AK and the NHL and the NHL playoffs. Then we have Vegas bench warmers with Eric from the Vegas bench warmers talking NBA playoffs. That was a lot of fun. There was a lot of laughs there. I held back some of them, but I, I think I couldn't hold back all of my laughter on that one. <laughs> um, we have all that coming up. We have mailbag. We have our poll position, a uh, new segment that's coming out. But first, we got to get to the $10,000 bankrolls. Jake, how's your $10,000 bankroll right now? Uh, in all honesty, I've taken a hit. I've, uh, I'm still up over 100%, but baseball started off cold. The playoffs have been a little cold for basketball. Hockey's still doing pretty good. Um, just looking forward to the the meat of the season for for baseball and getting the soccer prop going. Uh, overall, my account's up a little over a hundred percent. And yeah, I, I'm looking at our total combined. It's at one hundred twenty three percent for both of us. Combined, okay. Combined, yeah. So you are your ten thousand dollar bankroll sounds like is a little over twenty thousand. Yes, sir. Okay, and mine bounce back i had i talked to everybody last week when we talked about this segment and i went from like my ten thousand dollar bankroll at a peak was at thirty three thousand it dropped all the way down to like twenty thousand so i was only up ten thousand and then it bounced back i'm at i'm just under fifteen thousand right now coming into today okay um i think right now it might be a little bit lower than that but i'm right right around fifteen thousand profit so that would be twenty five thousand for the bankroll nice Combined, if we do their $20,000 bankroll, where's that at, Jake? Uh, I'm up a little over 10000 and you're up almost fifteen. you said? or Yeah, it's, uh, it's like 14500 Okay, so we're at basically $24,000 profit? Yes, okay. yeah. So our, <sighs> our $20,000 bankroll is at 45000 Yeah, I can see there. it on here. It is. We started at twenty k. We have twenty four. Thousand six hundred and seventy-two profit. Our final bankroll is at uh, forty-four thousand six hundred seventy-two dollars for one hundred twenty-three percent ROI, which is amazing. It's still great. Yeah. We've had it's been a dip in this month. This is our worst month since we've started tracking this on Dub Club, and Dub Club is where you can sign up and become one of our clients, and we'll give you all of our picks, and you just do everything, and you make money off of it. But in the last month, we've gone a little bit down. But total for the last five months, I mean, we've gone up, would you say it was 130%? 123%. What does that compare to the stock market in the last it, five months? I, I looked in, in six months, it's up about 8%. So yeah, we're crushing the stock market if you look at it in comparison. I, I like to look at the volatility of our combined graphs because individually we, we got ups and downs, but combined we seem to do pretty well when the other person's doing bad so i love how we don't have our markets aren't correlated with each other it does take down the volatility if you look at the markets together and so yeah it's i mean it's still great it's just like um it's weird to think that like we're up like 130 percent, but i'm like bummed out about it so bummed isn't that weird to think about it's just because we're like- both kind of coming off a cold streak and i i know that I don't know, at least for player props and the meat of the season is when I'm going to raise all the stars up. So I know that it's hard at the very beginning because there's so many different variables from one season to the next. So that's why I have all my stars at one star to start with MLB. But uh, I expect to be raising them up to two and three stars in the middle. And 
I'm confident it'll turn around shortly, and I know yours will. And we do feel down, and we're up 123%. So I just think that just shows about how confident we are and what we expect from ourselves. Yeah, so five months, we're up 123%. Um, I got a text from one of our clients. He's like, he's fastly becoming one of my favorite clients, and I'm going to give him a shout out just in case he listens to the podcast. It's Nick from New York. And he texted me, he wanted to sign up for the year membership. And so we he DM'd us. I gave him a little 10% discount DM link that he can sign up. And this is how like I know that like he's on board because he texted me and he's like, hey, I mean, the last month has been I signed up and like it hasn't been like I thought it would be, but I know this is the long term. Yeah. And it is like, this isn't a get rich quick scheme. This is the long term. And he's like, I'm on board. I just got to like convince my wife that we're on board. And so I'm not going to sign up for the year yet, but I'm re-signing up for the month. Does the 10% count towards the next month? Can I sign up yearly on the next one? I'm like, yeah, totally. You do all of our discounts, all of our links work every month, but it sounds like I'm saying something negative, but I'm actually saying something positive because he understands that this is the long-term game. This is a long-term game. You're going to have recessions. The stock market has recessions. Exactly. But I mean, we're talking negative about this and we're up 123%. I, I'm going to stop talking like this because like, this is a, I think it's actually amazing that we've made this much money in five months. Yeah. Overall, we're killing it. I mean, look at our graph. We should post something like this that shows our overall combined graph because if you put our graph compared to the stock market, we're crushing it. It's and not even close. And we post these things on Twitter. We're going to post one tomorrow. Today, we're recording this on Saturday. We're going to post it on tomorrow because it's the end of the month. So we're going to have all of our recaps. We'll post this graph so you can see the graph of what it is. It would it would be really cool if we could compare it to the stock market. I mean, I have a feeling the line of the stock market would just be a flat line at the bottom. It would look flat. Yeah. So it almost look like a uh, fake. I but could, I could do it. Okay. I'll add it in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm following a bunch of these other handicappers now. And even with your guys' little bit of pullback, you're beating. No one's putting up better numbers than you guys are. Some guys are getting close now that you guys have a little bit of pullback, but I don't know how much I believe their actual numbers when they're putting them out there because they're not putting out a lot of their picks. They're just saying, like, I'm up this many units. A lot of people don't post the line or where they're, yeah. like, the sports book is, so it's hard to take their uh, their picks as, uh, I don't know, credible. So I, I think we try to be as transparent as possible, so we're telling you exactly where we're finding that line and exactly what the line is and... That way, we're not just making numbers up. Yeah, but we're up. $20,000 bankroll is now up to... 44672 All right. I think that at the peak, it was up 60 Pulled back a little bit, but we're still on track for that million. What we're doing is we're going to turn $20,000 into a million dollars, and we're going to do it in five years. It's been five months, and we're getting hard on ourselves, but we shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be getting hard on ourselves. We've been at this a long time, and... Uh, just based off the numbers in the past 10 years, I, I think it's going to happen way before five years, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> so what we have coming up is AK 
with the Millie Goats podcast, AK. Um, I think that this is going to be a fun conversation. We're going to get into the NHL playoffs. We're going to do a deep dive into all the different series, maybe find some good bets in there. They're not going to be official. You bet smart plays, but we might be able to find some good bets in there. Um, I've talked to AK before. The guy knows NHL playoffs. Um, I believe he, he was a goalie when he was younger. Yeah, we get into that. <laughs> we do. Yeah. But it was... A, it, this conversation is going to be great. I cannot wait to hear what AK says or what who AK picks is going to be the Stanley Cup champion. Jake, do you have a Stanley Cup champion off the top of your head right now? Who do you pick? I will pick New Jersey. I was hoping you were going to tell me to F off. <laughs> <laughs> I will have no fucking clue. <laughs> I, that's a I, wild guess. That's not a you bet smart pick. Obviously, I, I like the new. I like New Jersey because they seem like they um, might have value. But let's hear what AK has to say about this. Next up, AK from the Millie Goats podcast. All right, we are rolling. So we have with us to talk NHL playoffs, AK from the Millie Goats. How you doing, AK? Dude, doing fantastic. We're in the midst of just epic proportions here because three teams have already advanced, two of them being in the Western Conference, which means we've got three teams still alive in the East with Carolina moving on. We've got the potential to have, what, five or six game sevens? I think five. Is that what? Yeah, five game sevens. And that is just... Nothing better in hockey, so that's what we're looking for. Give us all the game sevens, and it's all and it's only round one too. Yes, but I wanted to. I want to rip off the band aid with you. I know that your boys are the New York Rangers, so let's just get that over with and talk about that right now. What happened? Was it two nights ago in Game Five? Oh shut man, out. they got shut out. They got shut out. They could not get anything. Now to let everyone know, here's what happened. We were up, the Rangers were up 2 nothing. You may have heard this before. I think, yeah, you guys have heard this. They were up 2 nothing. I shaved my beard. Since that point, they've lost three in a row. So I think I am solely responsible for the, for the collapse. Um, but I did get a haircut yesterday. So I'm trying, I'm like, well, if I'm doing it, I might as well go all in. So now I'm completely shaven head to toe. <laughs> There's not, right. <laughs> there's not much left to shave <laughs> the beard yeah so let's just go all in let's just see if that doesn't turn it around so <laughs> yeah well, hopefully they it will oh, they're down three to two so new york range so what the the rangers won the first two games five one sorry i'm gonna go on a little bit of a they won the okay. first two games playoff or uh the power play was humming right scoring five goals a game shesterkin has been playing great all season I mean, all playoffs. The Devils, the last three games, have made some adjustments. Lindy Ruff, who is, who's known to be a defensive coach, right, has just taken this young team and simplified everything. They said, we are not going to let you skate fast through the neutral zone, which is what the Rangers like to do, right? And they just put everything basically to the boards and said, we're going to play this game along the boards and behind the goal. And we're going to outwork you. And that's exactly what they've done. And the Rangers look completely lost. They've been running the same left side zone entry play 
to Chris Kreider 40 million times and the Devils, they let him do it. And then they just collapse on the puck and the Rangers can't get, even get into the zone. So it's been terrible. So I guess the question is, what is what what's what can the Rangers do to counter what the Devils did? I mean, the is Rangers it, have they have to get creative with the way they're in, they're entering the zone because this is not a simple it's a simple thing with young players they're just trapping them it's just like a basketball trap right like you see two guys uh up up the court on the inbound you got to know what to do in that situation the rangers have just looked lost so what they what they need to do is probably just go ahead and dump the puck in and and crank up the intensity on the forecheck or get creative with the zone entry Maybe a tic-tac-toe pass, pass it up the boards to the left. Devils are like, they're doing this again, and then shoot it back to the defenseman. And the power play has to get going. Like, there's no question. The Rangers can't get any shots toward the net. Everybody's praising this Akira Schmid guy who they put in a couple of games ago. And he's looked decent. He's very calm and confident in the net. But it's not like he's making great saves. He's just squaring up the puck, and the Devils are not allowing good chances. So it's, you know... It's it's been hard to watch. It's a Banajad's a no show. Pride they you know since game three, after the end of game two, the Banajad's been nowhere to be seen. Kane has been nowhere to be seen. Kreider, Panarin, Tarasenko, like all these guys, and they just look like they're on roller skates out there. It's horrible. So what do you what do you think the chances are that they come back? Oh, they're coming back. Oh, they're coming back. Hey, I shaved my head. Okay, like it's. <laughs> what do you, How many units? Head to toe. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm completely bald. I'm like a, I'm like a, uh, I'm like Mr. Bigglesworth here. (laughs) How many units would you put on it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, that's tough. I mean, I, I would, I would put a couple (laughs) at least. Okay. Because, because the thing about it is, is Shesterkin's playing well. He's he's what makes everything go. He's going to keep him in games. That game the other night could have been twelve to nothing if it were, if it weren't for him. And that's that. And you'll see later when we get into the Dallas series and some of these other series the way these goalies are playing. That is, and even with the Devils, they get that guy who comes in there and allows like what two goals over three games. Like a hot goalie, you know that can change a series in a in a very quick amount of time. So. Well, they're playing tonight. We're recording this on Saturday, and they're playing mm-hmm. tonight at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The Rangers are a little bit of a favorite. It's minus 130. Um, so I don't know. It seems like it would be a good bet, a good bounce back bet on that yeah. one. But they got to do what you say. They got to. They have to counter what the Devils did to them and see if they can switch something up. Right. I mean, the Rangers are for. The more experienced team, the 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 obviously a little bit bigger. They're a little bit older, so they've been here before. So they need to get on them early. They can't get behind. If 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 New Jersey scores early, hammer the Devils because they will suck the life out of that game. If they get up a goal or two early, the Devils. That's what they've done. They just take the air out of the stadium, out of the out of the arena, and they just right. play keep away. So if the, if the Rangers get going first, then then we've got something because that'll make the Devils have to play a little bit different style. So if I was betting, that's what I would do: get out, get out early, and possibly a live bet there. You would even go yes. against your Rangers if they if they fell down early. From what I bet. have, yes, from what I have seen, they have just when they get ahead, they are just five on five. 
the Devils are one of the best team in the league. I think they might be number one in expected goals for five-on-five five play. So if they get out and the Rangers' power play isn't firing, if they get out to a lead, then they're the, they're one of the best, if not the best team in the league at playing five-on-five five hockey with a lead. So, Well, if the Rangers do come back, they got to win two in a row to come back in the series. They're going to face Carolina in the mm. next round. Mm-hmm. And Carolina took care of the Islanders. Uh, I think they that series is 4-2. Do they have a shot against Carolina? Carolina's looking pretty good so far in the playoffs. Carolina's, yeah, Carolina's good. The problem with Carolina is they are down uh, Sveshnikov, Teravainen, and Puliarvi, which are three of their top guys. They're in a little bit of a goalie limbo, too. Late in the uh, last series in game six, they put in Freddie Anderson. And Antti Ranta was playing the first five games. So they just, Carolina is a defensive, they're a Rod Brendamore team, right? Rod Brendamore was a grinder. Um, they are a tough defensive, get the puck in, four check like crazy. Same thing, similar to what the Devils are doing to the Rangers right now. Now, usually the Rangers play well against those style of teams because they have so much speed, but the Devils have a lot of speed. But the, but the Hurricanes, they're, they're, their penalty kill, I think New York Islanders went one for 18 on the on the, on the power play. Unbelievable. Oh wow. So, um, but yeah, they that series was pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, the top three guys being out um, and then the switching to Anderson kind of gives me a little, a little pause is how far can they go, right? Playing that style. They got dudes taking goals off the face, right? They had some dude take one off the chin that went in. Damn. Yeah. So with the Devils, if they close out against the Rangers, do you feel that they match up well against Carolina, especially since Carolina has some guys out? First of all, how dare you? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, they battled. They were in the top in the Metro all year. Um, I don't know with these. It's see these both of these teams have switched goalies in the series. So that's always not – that's never a good sign. You're seeing it with Boston too, right? We'll get to that in a minute, I would assume. But this whole we've got two goalies, we can play them both, that doesn't work. Like, And it, it's never really been done, I don't think, with dueling goalies. So the Devils, yeah, I mean, they're going to – that those – I don't know how high scoring those would get. That would – if I was the Devils in Carolina, the Hurricanes, you might want to look at a lot of unders there, depending on what they what the betting says. Because they sense. play – I could see it coming in at five and a half and yeah, it makes sense to pound the unders on that series. Yes. But yeah, let's get into Boston, Boston. I mean, they have been sailing through the season all throughout the regular season. And then all of a sudden in the first round, like you said, they, they switch up the goalies. What, what are they thinking there? Florida, Florida gave them fits in the regular season. There were two teams that scored more than four goals in, in against Boston in the regular season. Ottawa, the Panthers. And the Panthers and Boston, I believe, split the regular season series. So it was a bad matchup for the Bruins right out of the gate. Like, if anybody they wanted to play, and then they had Patrice Bergeron go out for a game or two, right? And then Olmark made a stupid bonehead play a couple of games ago where he skated out, and then Kachuk grabs the puck from him, does a little hangly-dangly, and then jams it in the back of the net for the OT winner. And then now you're looking at 
the Panthers, who started Alex Lyon, I think was what his name is, they have now switched to Bobrovsky. He got pulled in game three. And Bobrovsky is a dude who's a Vesna winner, who's been there before, who's played a lot of hockey, and he has been brilliant the last few games. Uh, the good thing for Boston, they've got Marshawn rolling. He's got 10 points. Um, Taylor Hall has, has, has really been their best player. He's got five goals. So, and then Posternock, I don't know if you saw his goal last night where he did a little between the legs short side. Absolutely disgusting. So, and then for Florida, Kachuk has 10 points. He's like put the team on his back, him and Bob Roski. So I don't, I mean, game seven, anything can happen. Boston, I just, Olmark, when, before the, they even started, Olmark was the question for me because I'm like, this guy has one playoff win, I think, before the season, the, before the playoffs even started. And regular season is just different than the playoffs. It just is. So, well, the Boston is favored in that game seven. That's tomorrow night um, on Sunday. I think they're minus 240 in that mm-hmm. one. Do you think that's a good value play? Maybe to bet on Florida since they match up so well against Boston. I think you probably get them at like plus two ten, something around it, there. Yeah, it just was a bad match. I mean, of all the teams they played in the regular season, Florida gave them fits. I mean, they just Florida has a bunch of big talent, big skill guys, you know. So and Bobrovsky's playing well. I mean, he's playing almost as good as anybody right now. I mean, he's given up some goals, but he's made a lot of really good saves, and that. You don't want to run into that if you're the best team. <laughs> yeah, and there's been a lot of goals in that uh, in that series with Boston and Florida. They, um, I think we've had a couple overs on that one, over six. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of they. Whoever wins that game seven is going to be facing Toronto or Tampa Bay, Oof. which also has has been high scoring, a lot of goals in that series too. What do you think about that one? Well, they're. Uh... That's another potential game seven. So I believe they're back in Tampa tonight. Um, but the, it's just the same old, it's the Leafs, man. Like Tampa hammered them game one, seven to one. And then the Leafs rattle off three in a row. And it's like, here they come. <laughs> and, then, and then Tampa Bay wins the other night. And now you're like, oh, no, are the Leafs going to do it again? Um, Kucherov's been playing well. The big thing, the, the thing that worries me about Tampa is Vasilevsky, 80, 87 save percentage. Like, that's not like him, you know. And from what I've heard and read is that he is struggling with point shots and especially on the blocker side. And so Tampa, it's just been a dogfight in front of the net. Tampa's been trying to keep that clean, and that's probably what's led to a lot of the fighting that you've seen. I mean, we had, we had, uh, who was it? Stamkos and Tavares or whoever. Stamkos and Matthews going at it one of the games. Um, but Toronto and these teams are pretty much even when you look at their power plays and their penalty kills. I mean, like you said, it's high scoring. They're they're very evenly matched. I would say skill-wise, Toronto probably has the big four. I mean, they've got that dude, uh, what's his face? Marner, 11 points. That's absurd. Um, and then Samsonov, has not been that great. He's 89%. And then Matthews has four goals. So I I would never bet against the, the Lightning until they're out. Like the last few years, like it's just tough to bet against the Lightning. I don't know how you do it. Especially in so, the playoffs. Exactly. Always, yeah. 
Yeah, well, which one of those teams, in your opinion, matches up better against Boston? If, if they were to face Boston in the next round, which one matches up better? I would have to, I would have to say, just because of recent history, it's got to be the Lightning. I, I, Vasilevsky is, again, I always go back to the goalie. I mean, you can see goalies carry these teams through the playoffs. And Tampa has enough talent to, to keep up with Boston, I think. So, and they have the know, experience and what they've exactly. done in the past couple of years. Exactly. So until somebody knocks the lightning out, I, I think what were they plus? What were they to win the cup? Was it 20 to one plus, plus two? at the beginning of the playoffs? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I, I, off the top of my head, I would say it's probably around there. I think it was I plus 2000 or whatever it was. Yeah. It's probably around plus 2000. I know right now, just to win the Eastern Conference, um, oh, I don't have that in front of me. Mm. Oh, never mind. Um, let me uh, let me ask you this: with all, with we just gave a rundown of the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Out of the teams that are left, do you have a team? And and try to put your your boys <laughs> like your your love, your passion for the Rangers <laughs> aside. Is there a team that you think could really just take the take the Eastern Conference in these last couple rounds? I I think it's a I think it's up for a grab because I mean Carolina's dealing with injuries. You would think Boston, but they're getting everything that I think if Boston gets out of this round, I like I said, I think that was the worst matchup they could have drawn. Honestly. Um I don't know what to make of the Devils. Um, the Rangers have the talent, they have the goaltending, they have everything they need if they can just get out of this first round. But I don't trust the Devils. I don't trust I it's it's hard to say because I don't know what's gonna happen with Tampa and Toronto, but I if you were to get like who would you put I, Boston would be the one. I don't think Carolina can make it with all their guys hurt and going through goalie struggles. I think it's either gonna be Boston or it's gonna be the winner of Tampa or Toronto. I think those so we'll see. And that's yeah. that's me right now. Now you ask me tonight, Rangers win, then I'm going to say the Rangers are winning the cup and this I'm going to we're going to have to strike it from the record. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> we won't release this until we see what the result of that game is. So I have a stat actually. So Boston that's the day we're the ones that set the record for wins this year, right? Yeah. All-time record. Yes. So since 1980, which is well all our lifetimes, basically, only ten teams that have led the league in wins have actually won the championship in hockey. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that's the cool thing. That's what I was going to say. That's the cool thing about the NHL playoffs is it's anybody can win it. Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter. You just get in the playoffs, and anything could happen at the end of the season. Where in the NBA, for example, NBA a lot of years it's a little bit different. We're getting to into different territory now with the NBA, but for many years it was just. The either the one seeds or the two seeds were going to win the championship. Yeah, but that's what's so fun about NHL playoffs is anybody can win it. It's parody. I mean, it's just pandemonium across. And then uh, to to further that point, the 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 Presidents Cup winners, I think eleven eleven or twelve have not won the Stanley Cup, the last Presidents Cup, which is the most points in the NHL. So it goes right along with that. With that, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, like you said, it's a defensive game. Like the, the game changes in the playoffs. It's completely it different than the regular it's season. Probably hard as you know what to bet it because you don't know who's going to win. <laughs> you know? 
And I think that's why with betting, you'd probably have to look for value. And after having this little conversation with you, I'm I'm thinking Devils just because not to rub it in your face with the Rangers. <laughs> of course you are. But you and but you but they you already said how they can adapt. They adapted mid series against the Rangers, who the Rangers is I think a better team, but they yeah. learned to adapt. Then their road is easier. They're going to face Carolina, who has players that are out. And yep. so they they have an easier road to get to the end. And who knows? They might not have to face Boston. I mean, it could be any one of those last four teams. And yeah. it just seems like they might they have more value. Um, right. We can get plus 450 where Carolina, Toronto, Boston, um, that they're all the favorites just to win the Eastern Conference. That's not to win the Stanley Cup. OK, just to win the Eastern Conference. The New Jersey is plus 450. Sounds like that's a good value play. It, it really is because if they beat the Rangers, that will change. That won't be as good a value the next round. I can promise you that. Right now, they're still, everybody's thinking the Rangers are still going to come back and win this thing. But if the Devils do win tonight or game seven, whatever it may be, it probably won't be 450 going into next week. It'll probably be Absolutely much more. Not. Yeah. So if you want to hammer that, you I mean that's that would sound like a good bet. I might, Even though they're gonna I lose. might do that. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move over to the Western Conference. Uh let's just go right up on the top. There's a game seven, Colorado and Seattle. Yes. And this series has been my favorite series because they're really going at each other and it's been it feels like it's been very even when you yep. watch them play. What do you yeah. think about this series? Who's going to pull off this game seven? For, first of all, the Seattle crowd has been, these are two of the best atmospheres in hockey. I mean, all the hockey arenas during the playoffs are phenomenal, but Colorado and, and, in Seattle, the first goal they scored whenever they were in the, at their home game. Holy moly, that place. I'm surprised the roof didn't blow off. It's now Colorado has been missing Gabe Landeskog. their their captain. I can't remember for how long, but he hasn't been out there. So they're really relying on McKinnon. Uh, what's his name? Miko Rantanen. Um, and then Kale McCarr. So they've got the three big guns. And they've got like one or two top heavy lines that have all that, that power. Whereas Seattle has four lines that are just, they look and play the exact same. They don't really have a lot of star power. So they just come at you in waves, right? Like they've got a couple of young guys like Matty Beneers, um, a young center uh, that can play, that have some skill. But it's basically the top line of, of Colorado playing against these four waves of, from the Seattle Kraken. And they just play that grinding, get the puck in, we're going to go after you. You know, and that, that does go deep in the playoffs uh, or deep in series, but I don't know if it'll be enough to get them over the top against Colorado at home. Um, all these games, like you said, have been phenomenal. The goalie for the Kraken, Grubauer, did play for the Avalanche. So he's actually having a pretty good series, too. He's got 92 save percentage. So he's been playing pretty well. So this is a revenge series for him. Um, and there for a while, McKinnon's playing well. McCarr had been just disappeared for like two games, and then he got suspended. But I think around game three or four is when he started to pick it up. And if you've never watched the Avalanche play, that dude, him and Nathan McKinnon, can those dudes skate? So I would, if you, if I was betting, I would bet on the avalanche. You know, they just, they have the, the star power. Well, they are a big favorite. They're minus oh. 220. 
So Seattle is probably like plus 190. Is that you think that's probably right in what it should be? Or yeah. is there value on the Kraken? I don't. I mean, nobody's going to bet on the Kraken to win in Colorado. Nobody. I mean, you think McCarr and McKinnon and at home and but the Kraken. I mean, all the we've had what? How many? How many OT Garrett? All six of these games have been tight, like every single one of them. So, I mean, that in that in it really is a coin flip when you look at the, how the games have played out. I mean, yeah. Colorado's at home, they're they're going to be favored and everybody's going to bet there's no way they lose at home. But when you look back at how they played, it's not like anybody's blown out anyone. So, Yeah, well, we'll see what happens in... Uh, so, so no one's going to bet on them? That means Scott probably is... I mean, yeah. That's I'll, I'm, I'm the contrarian. That's kind of like, yeah. I put up my spidey senses. <laughs> Maybe I'll go with the Kraken. I do know Kraken won game one. Right? Yeah. One, I think they came out in Colorado in one game one and my yeah. ex-wife flew to that game and oh really to see, to see Colorado play because her best friend oh, no. is a Colorado Avalanche fan fan <laughs> and they went to the game they lost then their plane <laughs> got delayed because of yeah, an they, avalanche or something Seattle won three to one Seattle went yeah so I'm uh I've become a Kraken fan that's all I'm trying <laughs> oh, to say yeah they they're that those jerseys are sick the way that they the, their stadium, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Plus, they're an expansion team. Yeah, they're, it's their second season, right? Yeah, second season, and they they yep. made the playoffs, and they're going up against a the big dog, Colorado Avalanche, defending so, champs, the defending champs, and the winner of that series plays Dallas in the next. Who is Dallas? Dallas is they have a pretty good defense, don't they? Yeah, Dude, they've known got, for a they've got a dude. team or no. They've got a dude named Haskinen who's, who's an absolute freak show. They have three really good young players, uh, Hans, Rupe, Hans, um, and then Haskinen, and then they've got Ben, uh, and then they have Ottinger. Now, if you look back at the last two games, Ottinger, the goalie, that dude is, last year in the playoffs, he was incredible. This year, he's incredible. I think the last two games, they won like 4-1 and 4-0. Like, he has just shut the door. Like that guy is unbelievable. I mean, they've got talent at each level. You know, they they're a they could they could make a run. So if anybody faces up well against the Avalanche, it'd probably be Dallas. Yeah, Dallas Dallas is they've got talent. They've got stars at each at each level. Just like just like the Avalanche. So they've and they've got guys who've who've done this before. I mean, they've got like I said, Haskin in, and then they've got Sagan and Ben. Um, they've got Rupe Hints, like, and then they've got a goalie. So they've they've got dudes in waves, plus a goalie that's probably playing better than anybody in the playoffs right now. That might so. be a good value bet going into that series. Um, I would imagine the Avalanche are going to be favored, and there's going to be a lot of people betting on the Avalanche. So that could be a good bet. Yes. you might see that at you bet smart that pick coming up. For Dallas, yeah. uh, Jake's robots love Jamie Ben. Oh. <laughs> <I swear. laughs> like he's put out so many bets on J- Jamie Ben. <laughs> yeah, not lately. Yeah, but for a while yeah. there, it seemed like at least every other day it was like Jamie Ben over 0.5 points. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I bought a tax one pr- player. But uh, <laughs> for the uh, Devils game, we do have Dawson Mercer under 0.5 points, and that's so, for today. Yeah, exactly. Mm. 
There, nobody scored oh, yeah. any points for the Devils. It's gonna be a shutout. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. You bet smart is backing <laughs> the Rangers. <laughs> Don't even get off the bus. <laughs> but yeah, Ottinger is ninety-three save percent. Oh my gosh, dude, that guy's. If you like, I like watching goalies. So I talk a lot of goalies. But Ottinger is a dude that if you haven't watched, you need to watch that guy play. He's AK. He's you mentioned pop. you mentioned that you played hockey when you were younger. Were you yeah. a goalie? I was a goalie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, so goalies you just are... watch them. You watch their footwork and everything. That oh, yeah. Doing. Yes. You And you watch their tendencies like Vasilevsky. You know, he's struggling with point shots. He's a butterfly style goalie because he's so darn big. Right. So what people, I'm sure they watch the tape. They, you know, they pick out certain things like you. Vasilevsky's a super athletic goalie, but he's a butterfly. He's so big, he can play the bottom of the net all over the place. So the way you beat him is up top. But I mean, you can't really do that when you're shooting the puck across, you know, looking for tic-tac-toes, one-timers. You're not going to beat him because he's so quick across the net and so big. So how do you beat him? You you move the puck back, change the angle, change the shot point, get people in front of him so he can't see it and say, we know that he's he's more than likely better when he's he's – in the butterfly position. So if we elevate pucks from far away, get people crossing in front of his face, we've got a better chance. Probably just like a model that you guys would run. It's like, oh, well, you know, it says that these tendencies are, are going to work better for us. So, you know, you, you always wonder why people don't do that. It's just like watching the Rangers and this Schmid guy, this goalie. Sorry to bring it back, but it's like this dude hasn't seen any playoff shots his whole life ever. And you can't even get a shot through? Like, come on. Like you should be firing it from everywhere. People crossing in front of him. Like, stop with the pass and just start shooting the puck. Anyways, so. so I have a question. Since you were a goalie, and I always wanted to ask someone that was a hockey goalie before, why can't you just put like the fattest man on earth as a goalie? <laughs> <laughs> just stick him in front of the goal. I mean, you could. I don't know you what be is quick though, right? Don't you have to? Yeah, be quick? He, would, quick. he would block the whole goal, right? <laughs> well, you I could. Guess it's like six feet wide, right? But if he just went like put his arms up. <laughs> I don't. It's something that I always wanted to ask a goalie. Yeah, so, I mean, you could. Question, it's just I don't. Again, it matter. Could you get back into position? Like, I mean, you can you? I don't know. It, it, the reflexes would have to be. <laughs> would you have to on keep point move if you're that fat though? Yeah, that's what I mean. He wouldn't have to move. He just stands there. <laughs> he could take on his knees. Yeah, yeah. Get as wide as he can. Okay, it's it's the transition to be able to like make the save, control the rebound, and then change position rapidly. You know, okay. if he's really good, then he's going to take the correct angle. You know, you when you when you're facing shots, you 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 want to view the ice in front of you as like as slices of pie to cut down the angles, right? Mm. So that's why you see these power plays cycle the puck so much. They want to get the goalie off of his angle. They want him moving all the time. That's why they cycle the puck all over the place because they want the goalie moving. They so want the goalie position. looking at all those different pies. Right. So you again, want a him fat man <laughs> would be probably the best. There you go true. with pies. Right. You're right. Yes. Like literal pies. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's right, interesting. Well, we got off track. Let's get back to the Western conference. Love it. Um, I don't know. Did, did you pick a guy? Let's let's just say I'm going to say the Avalanche advance since they're mm-hmm. like a 68% chance that they're going to advance. Avalanche, Avalanche, Dallas. Who do you like in that one? Oh, Dallas. Okay. 
That's Dallas. what I thought. There's good value there, I, I believe. Yeah. But let's move on to the other one. I think we did get your answer for that. Um, so down on the bottom of the Western Conference bracket, we saw Vegas and Winnipeg. Yep. That was probably the most uneven matchup in the first round. Yeah. Uh, what happened with that one? Did did Winnipeg have a chance? They had some injuries. And then Hellebuck, their goalie, 88.6 save percentage. So he just wasn't on top of his game. Winnipeg won the first one. They dealt with some injuries throughout the, the series. Um, but then Vegas, they they got contributions from they have a they don't have the superstar like it used to be Marcia So and Wild Bill Carlson. Uh they were kind of their top guys. Then they brought over Mark Stone. Mark Stone's been really good. They brought over Petrangelo. Um and then Jack Eichel has had five points. Um, so I don't know that they have the top end superstars like a lot of these other teams. They just have a lot of good players. They they went out and they got Petrangelo, and I think there was another defenseman they added that were more. They got a puck handling defenseman, and then two more defensemen they could pair with these offensive defensemen to sure up their back end to limit all these wild coast to coast you know breakouts from other teams. Um, but Winnipeg, if, if Hellebuck wasn't playing that well, you can just forget it because again, they just, they don't have any superstars. They have Shifley and Connor and some of these guys, but again, they dealt with injuries. It just, when, when, you know, all of your guys from Vegas, you know, they've got eight points all the way down through like your starting roster, eight, eight points to five points. You're like. They, they're a very well-balanced team, and Broussois is playing fairly well. He's got a 91% save uh, percentage. So they just smoke like that's Sorry to cut you off, but it seems like that's a good that, – that, that always bodes well in the NHL playoffs when a team has waves, when like their first line or their third line, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That You need fresh legs in the yes. playoffs, like a Kraken, like Kraken are playing well against the Avalanche. Vegas always seems to do good in the, in the last couple of years in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that helps. That's going to help out Vegas in the, in this round yeah. coming up and throughout the playoffs. Yeah. I, you're, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, you're, you're going to be playing so much hockey that you need contributions. I mean, that's why when you looked, I don't know who we were talking about, who was getting contributions from all their lines. Was it Seattle? Was it Seattle? Like, it was, I think you yeah, the Kraken. And you look down and like their top scores, everybody has five points, like all the way down through like 18 players. And you're like, geez, Louise, no wonder they're they're doing what they're doing is because they're just playing a team game. Um, but, you know, then you have these other teams like the, the Oilers, you know, who've got these two just absolute rocket super superstars that just put up crazy points. And it's like they're fun to watch, but can the other team keep, you know, can the rest of their team keep up? But like you were saying, but, but, you know, Vegas, they're just solid. They've got good defense. Their, their goalies playing well enough and they've got enough scoring on their front lines to, to keep up with a Colorado, to keep up with a, you know, Edmonton. So we'll see. I don't, Winnipeg just, they ran out of steam. They don't really have too much offense, no top line superstars. So. But. Yeah, well, Vegas will have to play the Oilers, like you mentioned, in the next mm-hmm. round if the Oilers close out the Kings. Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think the Oilers have that one down? 
I think the Oilers are going to win that. I don't know if they'll win in in L.A. To be honest, I I, I from what I've read, the uh, the Kings are going to start juggling some lines to kind of attack the Drysaitel and McDavid onslaught. Uh, but they've had three overtime games in this series. <laughs> So you can tell that these teams, even though everybody wants to be like, well, the, the Oilers have it figured out. It's like eh, three overtime games doesn't mean you have it figured out. I mean, there's they uh, L.A. I mean, they've got they've got this. What's that kid's name? I can't remember his name. Uh, Kempe. Kempe's balling. So uh, I like Corpus Salo too, the goalie. Uh, he's pretty good. But. The real story is Edmonton. Now, the big story in this is Drysaddle. Drysaddle's got like, I don't know how many goals. I think he's got like 10 or 11 points. McDavid's got like eight points. Uh, you know, uh, Kane, Evander Kane's playing well. Um, and then I think Skinner's playing pretty well. But the big story with Edmonton, their power play. Their power play is 57%. That is stupid. That is wow. stupid. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's amazing that the Kings are even keeping up with them, keeping pace with them. I I don't know how they are. I, honestly, I've watched some. I've watched most of these games. I don't. It's 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 like the Edmonton Oilers are so top heavy that whenever their studs are off the ice, that's you know that's when they get them. You know, so. Well, like hopefully the Kings do make it a game seven. At you bet smart, we have a bet for the Kings tonight. Plus one, we got plus one and a half on that one. Yeah. So hopefully the Kings, but we lost the one we bet on the Kings in Game Five and lost that one. But I think the Kings are gonna make it a Game Seven. I I think Corpusalo can play well enough. It's just you can't let Drysaddle and McDavid's. Now that's I mean you can't stop those two, so you know they're gonna score. <laughs> but let's say the Oilers face Vegas. What do you like in that matchup? Hmm. I I would if they can get out of the first round I would I would go with the the Oilers. I I think it's just the first round is tough because everybody has the expectation and the pressure. The Leafs, the Edmontons, like all these teams <coughs> that have been there the last few years, you know, you once you get out of the first round you're like, "Okay, now we can get back to playing some hockey." But I I think if Edmonton, I think the most likely outcome, if I was to put money on it, would be Dallas and Edmonton in the West. And if New Jersey wins, I would pick them and uh, Boston to be New Jersey and Boston. Yeah. And I like New Jersey with the value. Is there any value in Dallas Edmonton? Um, Just to let you know, Edmonton's plus 260, Dallas is plus 380. So you get more value with Dallas. Maybe that Dallas is the one to go. I would, I would, yes. And I'm interested to see what Dallas, you could probably make a bet Dallas playing against the Devils, what that would be. That might be above plus 2,000, yeah. which would, might be an interesting bet. I always yeah. like to look at those ones. Yep. All right, Dallas, so I guess, yeah. AK, you call you kind of called Dallas, and let's say you pick the Devils, even though you win against the. I can't believe you did that. You you pick the Devils against the Rangers. I have to but mix it up. Got to mix it up. <laughs> yeah. Who who's going to win the whole thing? Who's going to win the Stanley Cup playoffs? Well, the Rangers. 
Obviously. Okay. Good yeah. answer. That's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Every year it's our year, man. <laughs> Place your bets for the New York Rangers right yes, now. Put them in. They're down. You can get some value. Now, Minnesota, their superstars, Kaprizov, when they were playing down, I think he had one point. Yeah. Kaprizov had one point. Kirill, I don't know if you know who that guy is, but Kirill Kaprizov is supposed to be their stud. One point. That's the During life. the first round against yeah. uh, Dallas? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's why I mentioned Dallas's defense. I've, for whatever reason, I don't think it gets talked about a lot, but I feel like their defense is really solid and, and could step up in the playoffs. Yeah, they got some studs back there. And they're again, the goalie can make up for a lot of mistakes. I'm telling you right, that guy is an absolute freak show. He's a mutant back there. It's unbelievable. Is that what you were when you played goalie? Yeah, I never gave up a goal. Nice. <laughs> I figured you should be. Maybe the Rangers will give you a call. See tonight. that mountain over there? You throw a football clean over that mountain. <laughs> All right, AK. Oh, well, man. thanks for coming on and talking NHL playoffs with us. This was a lot of fun. Oh man, I love hockey. I'm so glad to be on and talking hockey. I could I could watch and talk hockey all day long. So. Us too. Uh, yeah, yes. I've been listening to your show a lot lately, and I just want to say it's really addicting. I, I love what you guys are doing. <laughs> I listen to all the, like I said, the shows you guys have done the past. I mean, y'all got some good stuff, man. It's a lot of fun to listen to. That guy on the last episode was that. That was an incredible interview. Oh yeah. So y'all got y'all got good stuff. You follow these follow these people. Likewise. Yeah, like you got follow, follow the Millie Goats too. Well, AK, how can we find you? How can people follow you guys? Okay. So we are on Twitter at Millie Goats. We're on Instagram at the Millie Goats. We're on Rumble and YouTube, the Millie Goats. Our website uh, blog is up. We've been saying that. It took us about six months to get it up. Technical difficulties, of course. Um, <laughs> the Millie Goats. GoDaddySites.com. Um, so that's where you can find us in our podcast on Apple. Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon, anywhere you find your podcasts. We're starting a live show this Sunday on Sunday nights where we give our version of a recap, uh, which could, could be anything from prime rib day all the way to who's draft, who, which mock mock draft do we like the least? So, <laughs> all right. Well, AK, the Millie goats podcast, everybody listen to that podcast. AK, thanks for coming on. Thank Man, you. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Great interview with AK. He is really knowledgeable about the NHL. I think I learned a few things about the NHL playoffs and just the NHL in general. Do you guys pick up anything? Yeah, I was very impressed. That is the way he broke down the games. So it was a pleasure having him on. Uh, I didn't quite learn whether the fattest man on the planet could play goalie or not. We're kind of, we don't know yet. It's some that maybe we got to test out. Yeah. Maybe that could be a pole position question later on oh, one of these days. Maybe not this time, but maybe in the future or yes. maybe this time. Yeah. We might need to talk about this yeah. right now on the air. I don't know. Yeah. That could be the fattest guy, but how would you break that down into four answers? You know, you can just do two. Would if you put the fattest man on the planet in front of the goal, would he be able to stop every goal? I mean, if he's the fattest man on the planet, 
then yeah. He won't have to move. You could just stand there. You would have to, because the only way that, because you notice like when a guy's coming in and he's like trying to get the guy, the goalie off a little bit and then he comes back the other way. But the fattest guy's not going to fall for any of that shit because he can't. It doesn't need to. <laughs> he just, He's yeah. blocking the entire goal. He's just like, you guys can do all that fancy shit all you want, but like, it's not going to work on me. He doesn't need to stop the puck. Just stand there. <laughs> yeah. I think that's his nickname. Stop the puck. Yeah. I think from pucks to balls, um, <laughs> we're going from pucks to balls. AK, that was a great interview. Um, we learned a lot, but we did not learn if the fattest guy can stop the puck, but we will learn something about balls in this next segment, Eric from the bench warmers. Um, we learned a lot about, uh, what's that lady called? Uh, Rachel Nichols, Rachel Nichols. We learned a lot about Rachel Nichols. We learned a lot about the Sixers. We learned about the Celtics. We learned about the Lakers. We learned about LeBron. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that we learned about. You guys got to listen to this one. It's Eric from the bench warmers coming up right now. We are rolling. Okay, well, we have Eric from Vegas Bench Warmers here to talk NBA playoffs. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing fabulous. Absolutely amazing. Philadelphia <laughs> 76ers, jersey on. You got to like where the Sixers are coming from. They swept the first round. What do you we think? Did, we did what we were supposed to do. That's what we were supposed to do. We were supposed to take care of Brooklyn. Brooklyn has no stars. They shouldn't even have been in the damn playoffs. So that's what we were supposed to do. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't feel good going forward. I fucking hate Boston. Oh, I hate Boston. They give us such a tough matchup. <laughs> I don't think that you guys have beat Boston this year, right? Um, yeah, but the, we, they beat us all the time. I'm used to it. My son's a Boston Celtics fan, so I'm, <laughs> I'm used to it. Okay, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this series at all, especially with Embiid being hurt for game one. Izzy Embiid's going to be out in game one. I still like them in the series, though. I, I feel like there's good value with the 76ers. They're plus 250 to win the series. And I think that they still, they they have better value than plus 250. I don't know. Would you make that bet at plus 250 or you still, Hell does it no. scare you? No, no. Who, who's going to step up? Harden? Harden's going to step up in a, in a playoff series? Since when? Well, the good thing about that is there's no good strip clubs in Boston, so Harden should should play pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they, they got good food. No, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I don't feel with Embiid out game one, us going there. I mean, even if we upset them and shock them on game one, I think the, the spread was like minus nine now for game one. I think I just saw that on um, Bleacher Report. Yeah, it's huge. Um and then now he, it's a knee problem. So what's going to happen? Is that going to linger the whole series? And then, I mean, we have a lot of dead weight. Like, I like Harden when it beads in. But Tobias Harris, what's he going to give us? 20 points a game, maybe? Maybe once? Maxi, I love Maxi, But you can't count on Maxi to, to hold you against Boston. Boston is a deep, deep team that plays extremely, extremely well. And unfortunately, we don't have a player like Trey Young that can give it to him. Yeah, well, you have Embiid that could, but him being injured, I mean, yeah, that's not... He had all the days off to rest, too. I mean, he should oh. be coming in healthy. So, wow, it's yeah. So you it's would... In that series, you would pick 
would you even pick would you pick Boston even though you're a oh, no, fan? No, my fandom <laughs> okay. will not allow me. No, hell no. My right. fandom will not allow me to do that. No, we okay. go in Philly all the way, but I'm gonna be realistic. Like, like if we win game or two, I'm gonna start talking shit. But I'm going to my I'm going to hang out with some fans and some friends, I mean, and some of them are Boston fans, so I'm about to hear it. So I'm just right now I'm just tempering it. So you know, if we do win, I feel better. But I'm of course I'm gonna go with Philly. Yeah, but I'm really, it's I'm really scared. I'm like, if we get to the, if we were to get, if we were to get Atlanta, oh, I, I'd love it. I would have loved it. But yeah, no, Boston, Boston is good, and we really don't have people that are going to take care of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Well, I mean, PJ Tucker, yeah, but I mean, we don't really have a lot on that side of the ball that's going to give them give them problems. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not high in hopes on this. Well, I'm, I'm, I am. I'm still going with that value. I like the Sixers at plus two fifty. I, I, there's something about it. I like it. Well, who, who do you like, Chris? I mean, I picked Boston. What, like a month and a half ago to go to the finals. I don't want that. I mean, you can see I'm a Lakers fan. Jake's a Lakers fan. Like it hurt me to say that, but they're a really good balanced team. But I mean, Tatum didn't show up in the finals last year, so you're kind of hoping that. He doesn't show up in this series, but I like Philly. Uh, I think it's honestly a coin flip if Embiid can get back, but that even him missing one game, that coin flip then goes probably to Boston now. So I saw I'm going to be rooting for Philly though. Entire way. Heck yeah. Me too. You got anybody on this one, Jake? I would lean towards the Celtics and the meeting them and the Suns in the finals. If okay. I, if I had to pick. All right. You like that 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 uh the future bet on that one? Yeah, those are the two teams that I am leaning towards. I think Boston's so stacked. Yeah, just are they too I don't know. Like I said, is you need Tatum to show up in big games, which I know he can, but we'll see if he does. It's kind of a shame that they're playing each other in the second round because it feels yeah. like this is an Eastern Conference championship. Do you guys feel, Eric, do you feel the same way? Is this the Eastern Conference championship? No matter who wins this series, are they going to take out either Miami or New York? I mean, now I feel it is. I wouldn't have felt that way a week ago or a week or, a, yeah, I felt that way. As far, hey, Mama, Quinn, stop. As far as the, um, as far as, um, um, the Jason Tatum thing. Let's not forget, they're still young. Yeah. Like, there used to be a time where they had that maturity of growing. You had to learn to lose before you could win. Mm. This team, even though they they had trouble with Atlanta, it's in certain spots, they might have just been bored. Like, that, they might they might be ready to – and this is, this is a rivalry that they're not going to take lightly. I, I have a huge feeling Jason Tatum is going to go off. Like, I don't know why, but I think exactly what you're saying. As the playoffs get better, he gets more comfortable. He's going to go off. If he stops trying to force being a celebrity, he's going to end up going off. And he might view it as this is the series right here. So he could take off the next series yeah. if he has to. So that's a, that might be something to look into as player props for the overs on Jason Tatum. Do you think that either one of the other teams, the Knicks or... The Heat, do they have a chance? 
Are we really betting against Jimmy Butler? What the fuck are you? I know, I know. Are you really? Are we really? Don't ever, ever disrespect that Jimmy Butler like that again after you did that. No, no, I, I'm not fucking with Jimmy Butler. Like I'm not messing with the IRS. So yes, I think they have a chance. <laughs> I damn sure think they have a chance. I didn't think they had a chance against Milwaukee. So yes, sure. they could, and they don't even have Tyler Hero. So yeah. I don't think he, I don't think that's like a huge thing on most teams. But for that team. With the way they play, oh yes, I have, <clears throat> I have Miami beating the Knicks. Well, so, I so don't Spol- trust the Knicks. Spolstra is such a good coach too. I don't know if you watched what he did there. So they were overloading on Jimmy Butler. So he had uh, Adebayo bring the ball up court, mm-hmm. their center, and then ran it through through him as the guy that was running the offense. It's and they didn't the Hawks didn't know or the uh, they didn't know how to respond to it. It. it uh, the Bucks didn't know how to respond to it, and they the Bucks fell apart in that. But I think that's a lot of coaching because Schwolster was throwing crap at them, and then they haven't seen all season. I mean, how and do you Butler respond? went off too. Yeah. How do you respond to a seven foot two dude bringing the ball? <laughs> I know, I, what I know. do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Remember, isn't this like the same team that did the box against Milwaukee, or <laughs> they they beat Milwaukee when they went into the bubble and they like up? They just know how to play. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, no, I don't care who Jimmy Butler's playing. He has a chance against everybody. Yeah, no. Well, how much does it hurt you that Butler's not playing for Dude, you guys? I want to, don't, don't, why are you going to do that? See, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it just of, popped into my head. Because of Ben Simmons' punk ass. <laughs> we, we picked Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler. I hate it. I still to this day hate it. I hate it when he left us. I was so mad. I, I, I don't think I've ever been so mad for a player that played one year to leave my team. But yeah, no, I was so, and then what happened with Ben Simmons and what he turned out to be, yeah, just no. Mm. Oh no, no. Totally. So, it'd be a totally different team. Do the Knicks have any chance to beat Butler? You don't think so? This is Man. the only thing. This is the problem. This is the only thing I think is Tom Thibodeau knows Butler. And everybody says that, Oh, Tom Thibodeau knows how to stop Butler. But do we not remember what Butler did in Minnesota against the starters with like the third string? <laughs> when Jimmy Butler gets pissed and wants vengeance, it doesn't matter. So I don't I think Jimmy Butler also knows Tom Thibodeau offense and how how he plays defensively. And I think the key factor is Spolstra. He doesn't get enough credit. Like you see, is such a good coach. He is such a good coach. So I think the way that they're how together they are how how Jimmy Butler runs everything and then how Spo controls everything on the outside. I just think it's going to end up being too much for New York. I still, I mean, did we think New York was going to pass Cleveland? I mean, what were they, the fourth seed, the fifth seed? And I, I forgot all about it. So, yeah, it's just Jalen Brunson's good, but I think Spo's going to come up something against that. And we saw Julius Randle throw a tantrum tantrum when he wasn't in at the end of the game. So how does that work? And Somebody on the Knicks is going to get hurt. We know this. Tom Thibodeau gets somebody hurt in the playoffs every year. So somebody's due for an injury. <laughs> well, if the – so you're saying the Heat's going to go into the finals and then probably – I know you, you're picking the Sixers, but let's just say it's Heat-Celtics. I asked you before, you think the Heat have a chance? Well, who, do, who would you pick in that one? Uh, I mean, uh, logically, I mean, brain thinking, I'm going to pick the Celtics. But, you know, if it doesn't make sense and I had to bet, I would definitely bet on the Heat because that would probably be a very, very good value bet. But at the same time, I would not, if the Heat came out and won, it wouldn't surprise me. They're just that team that's, every year we have a team that comes out of nowhere in the playoffs. 
and they either get to the conference finals. Last year it was Dallas or the year before it was technically the Suns. Nobody thought they would make the finals when they first came in the thing. So it's like every the year before that it was a Bucks. You have those teams where they're just like, where the fuck did they come from? I thought it was going to be the Kings this year. It might just be the Heat. Maybe it is the Heat. The Heat are yeah. plus 800 to win the Eastern Conference championship. Oh, you, you better go put some money on and that. And that's right it. Now. They don't even they don't even have to win the championship, just the Eastern Conference yeah. plus 800. Yeah, cuz yeah. what could happen is, you know, Philly and Boston beat the shit out of each other and then it goes 7 games and it's just a knockdown, a couple guys get hurt and then Miami just yep. gets a bruised team and they're back in the finals again. Cuz when they what year did they go to the finals? 2020 in the bubble. Yeah, they yes. went in the bubble. That's right. Yeah. I should know that. And and Later. again, what happened in the bubble? Who did all that? Jimmy yeah. Butler. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> so I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah, after I, uh I, after they won that last game, I went back and watched uh the interviews about what happened in Minnesota, the whole the practice yeah. thing. It's it's I didn't even know there's a new part that added. He had taken so he had his like Nike warm-ups on or his Jordan warm-ups on, beat them and then took it off and he had cut Philly out of his chest on his shirt. <laughs> so oh, yeah, wow. the, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. And then I he's like, I, I'm me or, or I'm that guy or something like pay me, pay me, pay me. And I think he was out of there like a uh, week later. Well, there's also the rumor that he was smashing Rachel Nichols while he was giving everybody 40 <laughs> points in the bubble. So, I mean, wow. we don't know what this man could do. <laughs> Uh, love it. I would do it. I would do that. Hey, uh, my buddy Jason said too. he saw Rachel Nichols in real life, and she has a fat ass. She does. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, I seen her. At, I saw her at the Sixers game. I was sitting eight rows back. My sister bought me tickets for. It was when LeBron passed Kobe. Um, and I was. We bought tickets, and afterwards, I was like, "Oh my god, I seen you! I love you so much!" I was an idiot, and my wife was next to me, like, "You the motherfucker! You what you say?" And she's like, "Hi, thank you." And yeah, she is. She is thick. Her ethnicity is thick. Oh yeah, she is. She is. She is not. Yeah, that's that's why everybody on her show is black. I'm just like y'all know. That's why. That is okay. So if it was Celtics versus Rachel Nichols, who would win that one? Rachel, by far, by far, by far. If she yeah. can handle Jimmy, she definitely She's can handle in. light skin. Yeah. She's, <laughs> She's coming in at plus 600, so that's another good value bet. So heat, Heater plus 135, I think you guys like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe even the value bet on Miami Heat to win the Eastern Conference Finals at plus 800. Let's move over to the Western Conference. Where are we going to start on that one? Uh, let's start with the easy one. Denver and Phoenix kind of both breeze through the round one. Who do you, Eric? Who do you like in that series, Denver oh, Phoenix? Buddy, it I'm seems like they you. match up close. Who are you going with? I'm going with Phoenix. This is not even a matchup. I think this is going to be five games. I'm not even playing. This is not. First of all, we know Denver's going to choke at some point in time. At some point in time, Jokic is going to turn into playoff Jokic, which unfortunately is opposite of playoff Butler. So. And then, and then Durant and them are still getting chemistry. Like, they're still playing. They're still learning how to play together. Who's guarding Durant? I don't think he can. No, no, nobody. So, Jamal Murray and Devin Booker is going to cancel each other out. I'm not saying Aiden's going to put up with Jokic, but I think Aiden's going to give him a lot more trouble, difficulties than, than a lot of – than Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert did. 
But after that is is what is it? Um, Porter and Gordon are they going to consistently play the same way they do? I do like KCP. I like him coming off the bench, but I'm counting on those four. Like at any, all four of them, or one of them are going to win you a game every single series, in my opinion. Aim's going to come up with some big rebounds, some big blocks, some big stops in this series. I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think it gets close until they get to until they play the Lakers in the in the in the Western Conference Finals. Well, I don't know if you watch any of that Denver uh, Minnesota series. It was actually the games were all pretty close. Mm-hmm. How it's like, then this team's going to come and play the Suns and and you know beat them. No way. It, they Denver Minnesota is a terrible team, terrible team chemistry, and they every game kind of came down. Not all the games, they all came down to the end. So you should a championship team would be blowing Minnesota out every game, blowing them out. And Murray was putting on a performance. He was going nice. Yeah. Not to mention, I think Denver is just bitch made. You know they're thinking about charging Anthony Edwards for assault and battery for that stupid ass thing. That is a bitch made ass city altogether. Okay. So no, 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 no. I've been there. If y'all live there, I'm sorry. I've been to Denver. Like, fuck that city. Sorry to our Minnesota what, what fans it? out there. What was that? What was that guy? Sons in four. Sons in fucking four. Y'all remember yeah. that? Oh yeah. When, they, when that son guy beat the shit like out of the Denver fan. Yeah. No. Denver's bitch made. Hell no. <laughs> All right, so you heard it here first. Suns and four yeah. against the against the Nuggets. Yeah, so you're thinking Lakers then, huh? You already, oh, yeah, you already, yeah, yeah, yeah. you already yeah. preluded to it. Yeah, Lakers no, all the way. Yeah. No matter who they face, doesn't no, matter if it's Kings no. or the Warriors. Who's gonna give her a tough? Who's gonna give the Lakers a tough matchup? The tougher course, matchup. The, the Warriors will. The Warriors will because war- it's just yeah, it's Curry and LeBron. That will be the best. We love that. We love. Say, do y'all remember the playing game? Like their first play in that they had, and it was like a seven. We love that. We love seeing those two go head-to-head, and they're going to go and bump for, and it's going to be fun. Yeah. But they can't do nothing. They don't, they have no, did, did we watch the game last night, right? Y'all watched the game last night. Did y'all see what Anthony Davis did? Yeah. Did, any, did y'all see what he did? He, he only got credit for like four blocks. No, he had like 17, <laughs> okay? Every <laughs> shot that went up in the vicinity, he was changing that shot. No. Uh, that's a young spry team. They had Jaron. Jeff. Who is going to guard Anthony Davis on on the Warriors? Yeah, it seems Good like question. the Kings match up better against the Lakers. But I'd rather I, play the Kings though. I Would you just do. because? Yeah, I don't. Sabonis. Look, I like Sabonis, but after his elbow, he might not be able to see. We we he got he got. I like him, but he's he's he he's not dealing with Anthony Davis. There's there until they get to Phoenix, nobody has a chance to deal with Anthony if he does what he did last night. Nobody has a chance to play like that. They well, have great no- about the he he like he dominated the game on defense. I think he, I mean he only had like eleven points or thirteen points like towards uh, when they ended up taking him out. I think think he finished like fifteen or seventeen because he got some like garbage time buckets. But he yeah they were so afraid to drive that it took their whole offense away from them. They did not want to go near the paint. And that, as a Lakers fan, that's what I've always wanted Anthony Davis to do. I don't really care what he does on offense. We don't need him on offense. Just I mean, because some games he's going to score 30 or 40, but I'm fine with him scoring 10, getting 15 rebounds and five blocks, like because he's so good defensively. I just wish I would see more of that, and I hope we see more of it uh, going forward. He needs to accept to not take the spotlight. Yeah. 
You know I think mean? he kind of does. I mean, he wanted to play with LeBron. Like, you got to expect, like, you're not the spotlight if you're playing with LeBron. Well, now you guys have a team that he can do that because you have you have other players that LeBron for most of the game was standing in a corner. Like he was literally just like, do it. Austin Reeves, go ahead. I'm just going to watch you go to work. There's you have the team where they can take offensive plays off and don't, and don't have to. Yeah. LeBron picked and choose his moments where he came through. He started a great game, but D'Lo, D'Lo started two guys hot. Austin Reeves is just a magician with the, with the, with the handles. He's yes. Do I think he is overrated as hell? Yes. Because he's playing with LeBron. Yes, I do. But he's still very good. And he works in that system. Malik Beasley isn't even playing good. So we haven't, he hasn't showed up. D-Lo is just getting started. I think you now have the team that you should have seen last year at the beginning of this season. And if this team was here the whole entire season, we're not even having this conversation. Like they, we, they would have been a one, two seed and we, they were the best team since the trade deadline. Mm. We're not having this conversation. They are not down the favorites. And that's, that's kind of why I think your Anthony Davis is falling into his mold of what he's going to be until you need him to come up big. How do the Suns match up against the Lakers? Oh, well that the problem that you have is you can't guard Durant and Booker at the same time. That's the problem you have. And do you think Ann, does Ann match up well against Davis? I think Aiden can give him physical prowess and give him a body and that strength that a lot of, a lot of, he, he, I mean, Aiden, isn't Aiden like African or Nigerian or something like that? He's got, he's got that motherland strength. I mean, we've seen all the <laughs> UFC fighters, okay? He's got, he's got Wakanda with him. So we know he could take on, <laughs> on Anthony Davis. But I mean, offensively, so he's going to make him wear down. But the problem that you have is if LeBron guards Durant at, how old is LeBron? 150 right now? So if he guards Durant about, at, about his, that. At, yeah, at his age, who's guarding Booker? They got they got so many threats. That, and that's, got, that's and we, we we haven't even said Chris Paul. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like Chris Paul. I went to the game uh, last week against the Clippers, and I was just watching them play. And yeah, Chris Paul just he. We were talking about Davis not doing the spotlight. Chris Paul does not need to be in the spotlight. He'll just kind of run everything and just be the coach on the floor. You were talking about LeBron just kind of like sitting off to the side, Chris Paul will do that for the Suns too. It was, it was amazing watching. I actually saw a lot of chemistry when I saw, when I watched them live, mm-hmm. I thought they were started to click. So it's going to be, it, it'd be interesting to see what the line is. If the Lakers play the Suns, cause it seems like it should be close. I, they're they're I, good. They're both really good teams. I, I'd pick the Suns. I love the way they're constructed because they got three guys who, that can make mid range jump shots. Which I know the whole league now is three pointers and layups. But when you get in the playoffs, you gotta make have guys that can make mid range jump shots because they're gonna take away your threes. They're gonna take away the lane, and that's all left. And Chris Paul is like one of the greatest ever. And Kevin Durant, I think, is the greatest mid range shooter percentage wise ever. For the like, with you, with you, put in the amount of shots he takes. And I think that's a lot of the uh, thing that a lot of people overlook is mid range jump shots. It's so you're not supposed to do it anymore. But they got like probably the three best guys in the <laughs> league right now in the mid range. In mid range, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. But they, well, but you can't go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, Scott. I was just gonna say you can't get past LeBron. Like having, I, I know people are 
people kind of like go against LeBron. I, I see your face, Chris, but like I am, I'm a huge fan of LeBron. I know the Laker, these Laker fans over here might not like that, but I've always been a huge fan of him. I think that he like steps up in the playoffs. I think he's more, I think uh, when I was on Vegas bench warmers, Eric, you asked me is, is uh, Jimmy Butler like the playoff King? It's LeBron, in my opinion, because every time he brings a team to the playoffs, he he has what it takes to bring them. He'll even take himself out of the spotlight. So I'm a big LeBron fan, um, even though I I'm a I love LeBron. Uh, I yeah, I'm an anti I'm anti Laker, but I love LeBron. I love LeBron. I love this is this is why I love LeBron. Okay, all we care, all we want is our athletes to care about winning. That's all we want. We want our athletes to care about championships. When hasn't he? He cares about championships so much that he constructs teams. <laughs> he will fucking trade you in the middle of the season, okay? Remember what he did to IT in Cleveland. He will trade your ass in the middle of a season. He gets coaches fired. In the exactly. Middle of the season. Yeah. He doesn't even, that went to the finals. Yeah. He gets oh, coaches yeah, yeah. fired. So, no, he only cares about winning. Out Off the court, we can never say he did anything bad besides a decision. And outside of that, there was still like a million dollars that went to a boys and girls club. Is he corny as shit? Yes. But what 38-year-old dad isn't fucking corny? Like, <laughs> we forget that. He's a dad. His kid's about to be in the NBA. So, he, of course, he probably wears dad jeans at some point in time. <laughs> but, so we, for, and then on the court, yes, does he does he fold? I had, I was talking about this on my podcast earlier. The problem we have is we compare him to Jordan and Kobe. He's not. Kobe and Jordan are the same. He is magic. Mm-mm. Yeah, he for is sure. Yeah. Way, yep. And that is, I think, the problem that everybody has that hates him is they comp- he will never be Jordan. He will never have that instinct. But he is so fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great. The fact of what he's done in his career. Like, I'm 41. If I roll my ankle, I can't get out of bed for three days, okay? <laughs> he's going to pop in his foot and continue to play. All right. No, no. So I, I just, he is so great. So everybody that says that hates on LeBron, fuck y'all motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't like the Lakers, but right now I will actively root for him because he's fucking 192 years old. Yeah. Basketball. He keeps on going up in age during this podcast well, yeah. too. Well, he's not going up in age during the fucking years. <laughs> so I'm a huge Kobe fan. Like the, that's my favorite player of all time. I kind of put LeBron ahead of Kobe. I think it's very close, but I probably put LeBron ahead of Kobe. Me personally, I don't like watching LeBron play. I don't think he plays like a like aesthetically, like looking at the game. It's not pretty to watch. He's a very bruiser type player. Um, Kobe was like it, it was like poetry watching him play, no, and LeBron no, is like a, rock music. <laughs> there's a difference of like sixty pounds and four inches. I know, I know. So, yeah, like, use what you got. I agree. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, use what you got. Um, yeah, it's just hard. He, also, I'm a my half my family's from Cleveland, and he kind of fucked them twice. He did bring them their only championship, so they forgave him for it. But I still have a, like a little like hatred in my heart for it. I don't hate anybody, but I what he did to them the first time they're never going to get that over that in Cleveland, even though he won a championship. They should hate fucking Dan Gilbert. Do y'all remember they wouldn't trade JJ Hickson for fucking Amari Stoudemire. 
The greatest players Cleveland <laughs> bring him was Antoine Jameson, a 75-year-old Shaq, and Mo Williams, who he turned into an all-star that never did anything again. Cleveland fans should hate Dan Gilbert. They should not hate LeBron. Because you know what happened if he would have stayed in Cleveland? John Stockton and Patrick Ewing. Neither one of them have rings. We would not be talking about how great he is. No, neither one. No, no, no. And he came back and bring them a ring. So I don't, I get, I get they were upset a little bit, but once he came back and gave them a championship, gotta let it go. Gotta let it go. Yeah, he did make it right. Uh, Yeah, gotta let it it go. Yeah, but you, you don't know people from Cleveland. That's a very bitter town. (laughs) I know. They don't have any good sport teams. They got the Browns in there. They got one championship in 60 years in any sport. They're very bitter. (laughs) And they're going to hate the person that brings them their second one. I understand. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I like. I even then, when he left, I, I was honest. When he left, this is gonna feel bad for Cleveland fans. I gained more respect for him. When he <laughs> the left. first time and or the yes, second the re- time? the reason why is your organization failed him. Mm-hmm. They literally failed him. He dragged a fucking Larry Hughes to the finals, and they didn't do shit after that. Nothing. They got him. You got the super team in Boston. You got Dwight Howard Orlando with Hito Turkulu, and who does he have? 89-year-old Shaq. No, no, yeah. So after that, I was like, okay, I respect you because you care about winning. Now, then when he went back and won, I was like, now Cleveland, y'all can shut the fuck up. And then you went and got a rapist into Sean Watson. So, I mean, oops, my bad. But, um, <laughs> Whoa, that's all good. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I mean, now you got somebody else to hate. So I'm just saying. I see a lot of four jerseys in Cleveland right now. I I feel like they bring it on themselves. They do. They do. Yeah, they haven't had a quarterback in their entire existence as a franchise. They're like, I don't care what he did. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're just gonna. They were just covering the whole massages. We're good. Bring him in. We're gonna. We'll love him here. That has a schooling season of the with 92% graduation rate. But yeah, we're definitely going to love Deshaun <laughs> fucking Watson. That's awesome. All right, let's bring it around the horn. Okay. Let's okay. find out. Let's, we'll go around. We'll, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we'll find out who, who everybody thinks is going to win each conference final, and then we'll pick a champion. All right, we're, we're going to start with you, Chris. I'm still going uh, Celtics versus Suns in the finals with uh, the Suns winning. The Suns, all yeah. right. Damn, that's the same thing I was going to yeah. do. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm taking the Suns as well. I think they're so stacked with Durant and who do you think Booker and Paul. Who do you think they're going to play in the finals? Uh, I think the Suns will beat the Celtics. All right, Eric, who do you like? Uh, I'm a Philly fan, so I'm going to say Philly and the Suns. Um I've, I picked that at the beginning of the of the playoffs. Uh, so Philly and the Suns, I do have the Suns winning. I they, Look, Durant on a super team is almost unbeat, unbeatable unless he terraces meniscus or something. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not rooting against him, betting against him. So three Suns. I guess I got to go contrarian. I'm You're going – I'm going – I'm not going <laughs> to pick him because I'm – you know what I'm more of? I'm a sports better fan. <laughs> That's what I'm a true fan of is sports betting. So I'm going contrarian. I can't pick the Suns because you guys all pick the Suns. 
I'm going with my ticket. I still have a ticket that says the 76ers are playing the Nuggets. I know. I, I, I might that. cash this out. I might <laughs> cash this out, actually. But, <laughs> but I got the Nuggets playing the, 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 I got the Nuggets playing the 76ers and the 76ers beating them. So I'll stick oh, by nice. it. But I'm going to, after this podcast, when we get off, I'm going to check to see what that cash out is. <laughs> and, <I'm, laughs> and I might cash that one out. <laughs> I think I'm going to double it. I think if I double it, I'm cashing it out. Wait, I'm, I'm just, I don't understand how we got two Lakers fans on here and neither one of y'all picked the Lakers. I just, so I mean, I'm a, ba- I'm a huge, ba- I've played basketball my entire, I still play basketball. Like I know basketball, that's my sport. And the Suns just like I, I was talking about with the mid range game uh, and the players that they have, I just, they think they got more there. So you take Durant's the best player in the series, then LeBron, then, I mean, Davis and Booker are pretty even, but then you got Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton that are better than anyone else Lakers have. So right there, the top six players, four of them are the Suns. And you could make an argument that the top two players now you can't put Booker ahead of uh, LeBron, but you could, you might be able to. I mean, it, it, so you, there's a possibility that top top two players are Suns and the top six, four of them are Suns. So I went to that game last weekend against the Clippers and I watched the Suns. That was the first time I got to see him live with Durant and me and my dad were sitting there watching and the Clippers went on a run in the second quarter where they went up by like 10 and they were playing. I mean, the best ball that they could play, hands down. They were up by 10. They came out of a timeout, and within like a minute, the Suns tied it up. <laughs> Me and my dad looked at each other and were like, they don't have a chance. Like these clip, all the Clippers fans were like going crazy when they were up by 10. And we're like, they're, the Clippers are playing amazing. And it's, yeah. and then the Suns are playing shit and it's tied right now. So just, and then what, and when the second half came around, the Suns started clicking. And you can see what that is. And I, I think you're right. Like I, they have, if they click, I don't think anybody could beat them now. No, they're like the so. Avengers. It's not even fair. They're like, it's not. And I don't know if you guys remember when the Warriors had Durant, they used to pull away from teams. In yeah. Like the second half, third quarter, the Suns are going to start, are going to do that against Denver. I mark my words. It's going to be close to the first half. Out of halftime, they're going to come out and Durant's just going to put on his cape and just go to work. Well, I forgot. It might have been Richard Jefferson. He said the easiest superstar in the league to play with is Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, yeah. That might you maybe you said that you could put him on any team. <laughs> I promise you, all of us could play with him right now. Yeah. Like we can literally go to a team and say, "Hey, you five, let's go," and we're winning. We're winning. Hey. It don't even matter who the fuck we're playing. We're winning. Hey. I mean, I'm, so, yes. I'm money from the corner. I could play with See? him. See? He'd he would like, never, he wouldn't pass it. <laughs> he would, no, he would just do it. He would. Yeah. He'd be like, what can you do? Oh, you're the handler? Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go off screens. Oh, you go for, he would fit into all of our games. It wouldn't even matter. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's like a Swiss army knife of basketball. No matter what you want him to do, he can do. And yeah, I, it's true. It's he's a nerd of basketball too. If you really yes. look at him, he's yes. like a he's a nerd out there. He he knows the game like in and out. And his I don't know. And he's he, got he, he plays defense too. I don't. He doesn't yeah. get a lot of credit for the defense he plays. He's a great defender. Well, I mean, he's all his, he's like ten feet wide. That's what hard he's saying. Yeah. He's seven <laughs> two with like yeah. seven inch wingspan, <laughs> playing six four guys. And six, five. Remember Patrick Beverly guarding him and him looking over yeah. him how small he made him. <laughs> no, he's so good. But yeah, he is probably the easiest player to put in any team. There's no team that he would not fit in. 
Unlike LeBron, where he has to take everything away and go and, and yeah, and do it. Yeah. Durant just fits into the team. All right, so Suns. Everybody's going Suns. for the Suns. Yes, yeah. Suns. You should feel good. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I wonder what Charles would say. All right. I think he will be. All right, Eric, thank you for joining us. Vegas Bench Warmers. How can we find you, Eric? We are on YouTube, Vegas Bench Warmers. We are on um, Twitter at LV Bench Warmers and then Vegas Bench Warmers every place else, Twitch and Facebook. That, nice. It, Everybody check that out. It's a great show. Everyone should is. listen or, and watch. They're on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Have All fun. right. Thanks, Eric, for doing it. It on. was a lot of fun. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, thanks, Eric. You guys have a good night. You as well, brother. All right, that was Eric with the Bench Warmers podcast. Uh, that was a lot of fun with him. We kind of got into a lot of stuff with the NBA, even more than who's just going to win the championship. That was a, that was that was fun. <laughs> Eric's got to come back on. He could be our NBA analyst from here on out. Um, we're going to get into our questions from our listeners in a little segment we call Mailbag. Mailbag. What do we got, Chris? So uh, uh, one of our subscribers asked actually this morning, uh, betting draw no bet in soccer. His site uses different terminology, and he asked if the PK was the draw no bet. Uh, I wonder if you could shed a little light on that. Yeah, and it is. So PK, uh, when you look at PK, you think of football. That's what I think of. I I guess in basketball, they have that too. But I think of football because it's analogous to a soccer bet. Because in football, you can have a tie. So with the new rules, with that 10-minute overtime, if they don't score, they can still tie. And if you bet on a PK, which I think happened last season with maybe a Denver game. Did they tie last season? I'm not who, sure. Who tied? There was somebody who tied last season. It might have been the Raiders. Anyways, I think there was a tie within the last two seasons where it was a PK. It was a pick'em game. They tied, so it's a push. Okay. So if you if you have a if you have a pick'em and the game ties, you get your money back. Nobody loses, nobody wins. It's just a push. It's just like in blackjack, if you have a push. Um same thing with draw no bet. That's what a draw no bet in soccer is. It's a push if they tie which happens a lot in soccer. So that's why I think they have like their fancy thing that they have for it because it happens a lot more. Um, hate that you brought that up because we had three draw no bets today, this morning, and two of them lost in like the last 10 minutes of the game. So a little bit bitter about that, but it's good to know because yeah, PK and draw no bet are the same exact bet. I think one of them lost in the fourth minute of extra time <laughs> not to rub it in <laughs> yeah it was one of them did and then the other one was within like the last 10 minutes of yeah, the i game, think it was somewhere 78 was it 78 yeah. okay okay yeah. so maybe 15 minutes but yeah that 90 plus four almost <sighs> threw my phone at the window <laughs> you've been following soccer more lately haven't you? i have i'm into it but uh it's exciting it's on it's a like, lot of channels like uh, it's on peacock it's on um Oh, there's another like one of the apps that I have uh, that I subscribe to. Uh, Peacock has Siri A. Okay, I think. Oh. And there's another one too. ESPN, no. Paramount. Paramount, Paramount has Siri yeah. A, and then Hulu has Buddhist Linga and EPL. Okay, 
And then they also have some of the minor league English. They have like championship and league one, league two. And then now they have Wrexham. Wrexham's in national league. We can't even bet on them because they're so far down. Yeah. But since they're like famous from uh, Netflix, Robin Ryan. Well, didn't they move up a league? Now, they just though? won. They so won they, the national. You, so they're going to be in league two. So you can bet. Well, yeah, we can bet. So on we can that, bet on yeah. them next year. Or I have a feeling we're going to be betting against them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that was a good question. You had a second question. Yeah. So I'm not going to name this, uh, subscriber, but he bet a live bet that was minus 1500 and he bet a hundred dollars on it. Wait, minus, oh, I bet a hundred to win almost a dollar. He, he bet, cents? no, he, oh, I'm sorry. He bet 1500 to win a hundred. Wow. And a live bet. Wow. And I'm not going to name who you are, but could you just tell him why he shouldn't do that? <laughs> well, I don't know if you want to handle this one, Jake, but I, I, if the math is there, then it's okay. But I mean, the math would have to be there. And he's I mean, he won a huge bank. So he too. bet that one and then he bet another one that was like 800 to win 100. He won both of them, but the 800 to win 100, I think it was on a Cavs game. And uh, the Cavs ended up, it was Cavs Knicks. The Cavs ended up coming back and taking the lead, but then the Knicks ended up winning. So he bet on the Knicks. So he won both of them, but he said he learned his lesson on the second one. He better have a fat bankroll if he's doing <laughs> bets that big, in my opinion. Because you don't. Ideally, you don't want to bet any more than 5% of your bankroll, and that's extremely steep. So generally, you want to be around the 1% to 2% range. Yeah, and if you're doing $1,500, let us say it's a $100,000 bankroll, $1,500 is 1. 1.5%. So your bankroll would at least have to be $30,000 to be 5%. But we never do a 5% yeah. bet. So I think that to do that bet, you would have to have at least $100,000 bankroll. <laughs> That has to be your bankroll to start. And then you'd have to have the mathematical right odds to make that play in the first place. Yeah. And I'm just doing that right now. Oh, that's not right. Yeah. Very rare situation. Unless I told, I mean, I'm not the betting expert, but I said, why did you do that <laughs> to both of them? <laughs> so the break even on that is 93.75%. So you have to somehow calculate that you're going to win 94% of the time or higher. And in live bets, it's tough to make those calculations. It's really hard to make. You kind of have to go into live betting knowing what your calculations are. So if I see this come up, then I'm going to hit it. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like it sounded like it was probably impulsive. Like, I didn't, like a little uh, bit. There might have been some alcohol involved. Yeah. That's <laughs> when I've made my worst live bets too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you want to stay away from that. But if your bankroll is $300,000 and you're like, I mean, this, hit, this is going to win 96% of the time, then he, by all means. Yeah, both of them. So, but he even knew that he was like, he said, that, I think the exact text message was, this was a stupid bet when he, and he sent it to me. Yeah. I think you already said it. What was the exact bet? Uh, yeah. That one, I don't know which that one was, but the other one was a Knicks Cavs game and the Cavs were. Getting Blair maybe down like 15 and it was like minus 800. So he bet 800 to win 100. And then the Cavs stormed all the way back, took like a four point lead. And then the Knicks ended up winning. So he won that bet. I don't remember the other one was the other one was kind of almost a lock. Like, but still, it's never a lock. But if you looked at the game and you pay attention to the NBA, yeah, that team wasn't going to come back. And they never did. And they never got it where they even like it got 
uh, close where he had to sweat it. But the second one, he had to sweat it. I think that that biggest thing is the bankroll. You got to know where that $1,500 lies in your bankroll. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling that his bankroll is not that big. And, it, and comparatively speaking, he yeah. probably shouldn't have done that and hopefully he learned his lesson. The important part isn't that he won. It's that he made the wrong decision. And hopefully he'll avoid that in the future because you got to protect the bankroll. Yeah, I even asked him. I was like, I'm going to, you care if I talk about this in the podcast? He's like, I don't care. I'm not mentioning his name or her name, but yeah. <laughs> And, and if it ha- continues to happen, we'll be sure to shame him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into a new segment that we have. Um, we're going to put a poll up on Twitter and everybody can give their input on what they think the best answer is. We're going to try to guess what we think will be the winner of the poll. And we're going to call this segment Poll Position. Poll Position. All right. What is our question this week? So how much money would you pay to guarantee your favorite team would win the championship? And the four options are going to be no money, $100, $500, or more than $500. So the question is, how much money would you give up? Just give up to ensure that your team wins a championship? You're going to donate it to charity. Okay. You can't... It can't be like what... uh, well, I'll bet the other side of it, or I'll bet with, or I'll bet with this because it's going to happen. It's just literally you're giving this money to charity, and you, the Suns, are going to win the championship. What side of the what? Who do you think the public is going to vote on this? Or what? What? I have my answer straight off the bat. We'll go to you first, Jake. <clears throat> How much would I pay? Yeah, but you're just picking yeah. what the public's going to pick. Oh, okay. What the public's going to pay? A hundred dollars. Well, what are the answers? Uh, no money, $100, $500, or more than 500 Okay. I'm going to go next. It's going to be more than 500 More I think, than 500 I think it's going to be more than 500 Because because I just look at... I would do that because look at it this way. And I'm going to make my case right now to convince people to vote this way. <laughs> so I win. Um, look at it this way. When you do your taxes at the end of the season, I'm a business owner. When you do your taxes, you have a certain amount of money that you have to allocate towards charity. (laughs) And you have to put that money up. And you get that money back in taxes regardless. And that that threshold here in the state of California is above $500. You could go all the way up to $1,000, you get all that money back. So why not put up $1,000 that the Suns are gonna win? And then you get the money, it's free. It's a free bet. It's a free roll. <laughs> you get the it. you get the money back at the end of the year when well, for, you don't get all the money back. You get just percentage get, of the money. You get to write off. You get to write it off. You write it and off. those are the people uh, get who like, are writing them off. You get like <laughs> the Seinfeld <laughs> reference. Very good. You'll get like twenty percent of it back. So you'd get like a hundred dollars back if you bet more than five hundred. Or you, if you, you bet the five hundred, you hundred dollars. But if you gave five hundred, yeah, is it twenty percent? That's a. Is I mean, it depends on how much money you made. If you made no money that year, you'd get all of it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're if you're losing money, and usually when I'm going into that part of the season, the tax season, I'm looking to see. I'm like Amazon. Like, how can I get this down to zero? Like I've made no money. You can do that. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. So, so you're, that's you're more than five hundred. More than five hundred. I'm stuck between no money or five hundred dollars, and uh, I'm glad you guys chose those other two because those weren't the ones I was going to choose. I'm going to put no money. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say people are gonna vote no money. All right, why? I people are cheap because uh, <laughs> I brought this question up. Though how I came up with this question, I had another one, and then our buddy Itchy was like, "This is the question you should ask," and so I changed it to this. And one guy at the table, <clears throat> Brian, said he wouldn't pay anything. So, okay. so yes. out of the group, I I think it was like a. Yeah, but you got to exclude 49ers fans. And, yeah, that's very a, true. You're asking an accountant. He's yeah, I know. That. This is actually what, because Brian's very like, he's not cheap, but he's smart with his money. And he was like, yeah, I'm not paying that. No, you know how much like $100 is. You know what I could do with $100? Like that type of thing. So, yeah, I'm going to go. The public is going to say no money. All right. So we got no money. And then Jake, you said 100 That's a lock. Yes. And I said 500,000. No, yeah, above, yeah, above, above 500. 500. All right. We'll see who takes it down. You can follow us on Twitter at YouBetSmart, and you can vote for that poll position. Um, we are going to find out. I think I got this one locked up, guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast. This was a lot of fun. Um, check us out on all the social media at YouBetSmart. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.